podcast today wondering if you have a no touch account hmm. because this is going to blow your mind what you should be doing with your no touch account plus conditioner or shampoo which one are you <laughs> she loves it such a dad joke but first it is time for a holly and nira show intervention nira i love you but you need you? to stop <laughs> stop take a listen holly and nira virgin radio have you heard of hotel syndrome? No. Okay, well, apparently it's a thing. And it's really affecting my girlfriend and her relationship. This is actually uh, my really good friend's younger sister. Okay. First and, and last name. <laughs> must have it. <laughs> must have the first and last name. And what happened is uh, school's back, right? Mm-hmm. And her and her boyfriend are back at university but over the summer they went home to live with their families okay okay over the summer because they where they go to school isn't where they're from so they went home there's a lot of indescript details here well it's needed because when her man went back home it was like being at a hotel with mama and papa at home anything he wanted whenever he wanted Anything he needed, whatever he needed. Oh, no. Anything he desired, whatever he desired. It was just mama and papa were there. Oh, boy. And now he's back with his girlfriend because they live together where they go to school. They're both in in grad school. They're both busy, okay? And they work. But he got so spoiled with hotel syndrome while he was away over the summer that she is pulling her hair out. She's like, I can not. He got so spoiled going back home to his parents. Does he call them mama and papa? <laughs> I cannot deal if that's true. I don't know. Mama? That's just what we say at home. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, but your kids my, are kids. Yeah, mama and papa. Okay, if your kids are still calling you that at university, we can talk about it then. Or probably mom and dad, I'm assuming. Or something. You're probably right. Nira and Gary. Because <laughs> Nira and Gary, my parents. Were. But yeah, he got hotel syndrome. Okay, so he's all of a sudden super high maintenance. Well, yeah, because he didn't have to do his whole, like, any laundry because his mom was all over it. They're so happy to have him home. They never oh see him God. throughout the year, right? Because they're so busy. They don't, they're from a small town. They don't really like to come out to the big city. So so what is he demanding of her, his girlfriend? Not that he's demanding. It's just she's just like he's a different guy. Like, he doesn't put away his stuff like he used to. He doesn't do laundry. He doesn't clean. He oh, just, wow. hotel, he got into hotel syndrome. It's like everything gets done for you. And now she's like... Uh, is it, I can't, what do I, and she doesn't want to be that nag. I'm like, That's welcome. like pick up your stuff? Yeah, welcome. Do your laundry. Yeah. Cl- help, clean up, do your, do, pick up your, di- wash yeah. the dishes. It's not a very attractive thing to have to do that for your partner. Mm-mm. You know, you don't want to be the mom. Ew. You don't want to be the mommy in the relationship. No. And also don't start doing his laundry. Don't, no. Let him be disgusting. I do some of Gary's laundry. Yes. No, no, that's... You guys are married. Is that okay once you're married? <laughs> I think it's okay once you're married. Does he do yours? No. He get t- no, do not touch my stuff. Oh. You'll ruin it. Oh. He used to, and I was like, you touch my stuff again and you're dead. <laughs> no wonder he doesn't touch it. No. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. So Adam Levine has been accused of something called 
not not cheating. And I think we need to talk about it. Try to tell you no, but my body keeps on telling you. Because he didn't cheat. No. But he didn't not cheat. He crossed the line. Inappropriate is the word that he used to describe what he did. With mm-hmm. all these now, what is it? How many women? Well, five have come forward. Right. He hasn't admitted with all five, but right. five have come forward. And he he himself said, I crossed the line. Whatever. The, I don't know. What is, what's, what's an individual's line? Mm-hmm. What's your line? What's my line? I don't know. And as his partner, what's your line for him? And what's his line for you? That's what I mean. Like, I don't know where your lines are at. This is... This is like, obviously, everyone's talking about this Adam Levine story. And then it brings back the classic question, well, what is cheating to you? Mm. Okay, Nira here, I'm going to put this situation. Okay, you and your husband, Gary, you've been married for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So we obviously you have a great relationship. Four when we got married. <laughs> you were, yes, we got married in preschool. Um, so you grab, you see Gary's phone, you see it light up, whatever, and you open it and you see that he sent a text message to somebody. And here's what the text message says. I want to know if this is too okay. much for you. This is one of the real messages that Adam Levine sent. Okay, Right, right. Watching your booty jiggle on that table will permanently scar me. What would your thoughts be on that? <laughs> cheating? Not cheating. First of all, I would make sure it's not in his like little boys group. <laughs> right? Your dude group? Sure. Yeah. I mean, Do that's you... a whole other thing. Okay, not the dude group. It's, not to, it's, try... it's he... to a female. Yeah, it's to him. Like, he's not trying to be funny. Right. Yeah. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, of course. Uh, blood boiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lump in your, what is it, right here in your throat. Mm-hmm. And... Rage, of course. Yeah. Pit sweats, all of it. Yeah. Puke. Yeah. And then the message goes on to say, I'd do anything for it. The booty, again. I'd buy it a steak dinner and whisper sweet nothings to it. This is a real message that Adam Levine sent. And he says, okay, yeah, I was inappropriate, but I wasn't cheating. And everyone's like, well, I guess he didn't cheat, but he did not cheat. Yeah. A girl messaged me yesterday on Instagram and was like, if you have to delete the text, if you don't want your partner to see the text, that's her line. Mm. She was like, I, if, if I don't want my partner to see the text and I need to delete it or he feels he shouldn't, he should delete it. That is, you've, you've crossed it. You've crossed the line. That's too much. But is that cheating? That's the question. It's not, not cheating. Exactly. But it's not cheating. It's not, but it's crossing the line. Wait, wait, wait. Again, it's physical versus mental, right? Yeah. Isn't that the case too? There's there's mental cheating. Oh yeah, like emotional. Yeah, cheating. but this isn't. I don't even know if this is emotional. No, it's not emotional. It's just it's like a inappropriate cheating. It would screw with you emotionally though. Yes, like if you saw a dirty message that your husband sent to somebody. Yeah, yeah, he didn't sleep with her, but it would you would question you would start questioning things. It would break your trust. Of course, but do you feel better knowing that there's a lot of them out there? A lot of cheaters? No, no, no. A lot of women oh. versus you then know that the grade is low. Like he, he's just he's just doing this to like whatever. He's not it's not with Ugh. one. It's not one that he's falling in love with and he's super got yeah, this oh super God. like sexual desire for you know what I mean? <gasps> There's five. So it's like, is this do you have issues? Like, right, like th- this is his thing. Yeah, is this exactly like what are you doing this for? There's five women that you've been doing this with. Mm. What is happening? Are you okay? Right. Versus one. One that he can't get out of his mind. One who's the only booty he must buy a steak for and whisper sweet nothings to. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, I guess we're saying multiple <laughs> booty steak buying is better. I don't know. Especially in this day and age of <sighs> vegans and vegetarians. Right. Buying someone's booty steak. 
Right. I mean, what kind of yogi is he? No, well, I know. Right? Maybe it was beyond me. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin. What do you do with your mistakes? Oh. Let's get deep. On this Thursday morning. Wait, what if you've never made one? Ever in your life, right? <laughs> Ever. Mm, must be nice. What do you do with your mistakes? The reason I'm asking this is because Charlie Puth was recently doing an interview and he said something very interesting. Memories follow me left and right. He's a cutie pie. Charlie Puth, so young, so wise. Charlie Puth, in his interview, he says he doesn't ever try to hide his mistakes anymore. When he was younger, he's obviously when he's still younger. Crazy. He's so young. <laughs> like when he used to make a mistake, he always wanted to hide it. He used to feel embarrassed by it. The things he had maybe done and maybe all about his little imperfections, all that kind of stuff. He'd want to kind of like shove it, you know, kind of brush it under the rug. Mm-hmm. Today, he says he's learned that all these little imperfections is that that's what makes them so unique. That's what makes people who they are. And that's what makes you actually a bigger person if you can actually own your mistakes and not try to hide them. Hmm. And I was wondering what kind of person you are. Are you an owning your mistakes person or are you a hiding your mistakes person? Depends on the mistake. Really? Yeah. Okay, what? what? Like if I got a parking ticket, I'm not like, I'm never going to tell my husband. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, yeah, I screwed up. Yeah. And he'd be choked. He'd be like, you idiot. It's $47. Yeah. If yes. you don't have any money right now, what are you doing? I know, yeah. I wouldn't hide that. I'd be okay. like, Ugh, I'm sorry. Okay. But like, I don't know if I made like a really big mistake. Yeah. I might hide it for a bit. Okay. Make sure I could like fix mm. it. Mm-hmm. Then tell him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or you or whoever I made the mistake for. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It totally depends on the mistake. I'm trying to think of like an example. Again, I make so few of them. Mm, must be so, so nice. Difficult. I'm definitely a mistake <laughs> revealer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Even in conversations, I'll let people know I made a really big mistake or I really messed up and I had done this just because... Scandalous. Like what? I don't know. I make mistakes all the time. I need to, I need an example. <laughs> just, okay, fine. Uh, I was very overwhelmed last week. I had a tantrum. Oh, where? Um, just before we were supposed to go to this family event. Kay? Okay, at home. No, in the car. I had a tantrum. <sighs> Amazing. Okay. Okay. And then I had a tantrum, so I then apologized to my children for my tantrum and said it was a very big mistake. Oh, wow. And it wasn't right the way I handled it. I was having too many feelings, and I misdirected my feelings to them. And it was wrong. It was inappropriate. And I'm really sorry. And and it was a big mistake. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's very mature. Yes, because I also want to teach my children that we make mistakes. Adults make mistakes. Of course, they're going to make mistakes. Talking about our mistakes. uh, Handling the situation in that kind of a manner to showcase to them we can still make those kinds of mistakes, talk about it, and be okay. Mm -hmm. And move forward. Sometimes it takes me a little bit of, like, I need a a mistake buffer. Mm Mm-hmm. When I know I've screwed up, especially when it's like to the kids or like to my husband, where I'm like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. I need like a, a buffer. But I think I'm trying to get better at being more like you, who's just like, here's my mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard a friend's feelings not too long ago in the summer. Yeah. And I straight up was like, I'm sorry. If I look at it from your perspective, that was a mistake. I should have made sure that you knew that this is what we were doing. Right. What, hindsight, right? Yeah. I was so busy. I didn't realize... That's my mistake. So how far after the mistake did you say that? 
Um, I think a couple of days. Okay. Yeah, it gave us some time like to think and to be like, okay, wait. At first I was like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, wait, am I looking at it from the other person's perspective? No, that that was wrong on my part. I admit my wrongdoing here. Okay, a couple days is good. Once I apologized to a girl from high school for something I did to her in high school. I was mean to her in high school. Mm-hmm. And I apologized and she didn't remember. She was like, I don't even remember you doing that. Nice. And I was like, no, I did it. And she's like, but I don't remember you doing that. I'm That's like, great. okay, well, I'm sorry. She's like, well, for what? I don't remember. You meant nothing to her. I like it. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's cool. Oh, God. <laughs> sorry. You're waking up with Holly and Nira on 94.5 Virgin Radio. We all love a charcuterie board. Obsessed with charcuterie boards. I make like a kick butt one, FYI. Yeah, she's self-proclaimed the best charcuterie board okay, maker. I didn't say the best. Well, I said a kick butt one. Okay, kick butt. There's uh-huh. a new charcuterie board, Nira. Are you ready for this? Uh-huh. The new charcuterie board is a butter board. A butter board. A butter board? They say, spread the news. The new charcuterie board is a butter board. I'll tell you about it, okay? Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so you get the wooden cutting board, just like a charcuterie. You get the nice wooden cutting board out, okay? And then you get two sticks of butter, full. Let them get kind of get to, like, room temperature so that they're, like, spreadable. Okay. You spread that all over the cutting board. That is the base of the charcuterie. Okay. Butter boards, okay? And then you can top it with pretty much whatever you think would be delicious. Like, some of the ones that are trending are, like, fig jam and fresh figs and honey and walnuts, on top of the butter. Okay. Or you could make like a really savory one like chili flakes and feta with like some dried apricots. Um, Edible flowers are really popular on top of these butter boards. Um, Roasted garlic, cherry tomatoes, some basil. You can really top it however you want. You can make it sweet. You can make it savory. And then the kicker, the most popular thing to serve with your um, butter board, homemade bread. Okay. Oh, I was waiting for the kicker. I'm like, I don't understand what's happening here. It's like a dip. I get it now. <laughs> it took me a while. Butter boards. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, now I understand. Crackers, bread, and then you, you, you dip. I get it. Just like uh, when you go to a restaurant and now, uh, I mean, I don't know how often it happens now, but you would get bread and butter. And sometimes the butter would be, like, flavored, but it's mm. still spreading, you know, like, you get, like, those garlicky yes, parmesan yes, yeah. tiles, whatever. I think the keg has that good garlic yes. butter with right? the bread. So what you've oh, done now is you've so boarded the butter. Yes. And now someone would come over with their bread and mm-hmm. take some of it off the board. Mm-hmm. And you can serve it cold. You can, uh, like, not heat it up, obviously, because the butter would melt, but, like, have it more room temperature. Or you mm-hmm. can have it, like, cold, mm-hmm. depending on what you have on it. You can put meat on the top. You can go crazy. Nuts, mm-hmm. whatever. Right. Okay. Cheeses. Butter. Spreads. Board. Butter board. It's like a flat butter dip. Like, across. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, like a thick layer of butter on the bottom, though. I was just going to say, have you seen the price of butter, though, lately? I went to get some butter yesterday. It was $9. For for for, a, for butter. Like, for the four-pack, like, the four sticks? Yeah, it was nine, or, nine bucks. $9? And I feel like with my board, depending on what kind of board I'm doing, I'm looking at $20 just to butter. Yeah. Minimum. Not even. Probably more. Yeah. That's a lot of butter. But then I guess... Cheeses are expensive too. Mm-hmm. Wait, am I still doing a charcuterie cheese board on the side? I mean, how much money do you have? Well, That's also, what. It's, or, what's your budget? I thought, or how much butter can your body handle? Uh, endless. Ooh, body butter. Your own body butter with chili. No, flakes. I think that's a cream. <laughs> Don't put that. On. Holly and Mira. And now.
Breakfast with Neera. And the drama continues. More women have come forward about Adam Levine. That's today's top biz story. Oh, Adam. <laughs> oh, boy. Adam, Adam, Adam. Try to tell you no. seem to be getting any better for this guy and now more than ever I was looking at stuff about Adam Levine yesterday and his wife and if you look at his photos even now more than ever I was like okay there's a reason why I thought there's do you see it in his photos even a little bit about his energy I'll be honest before these scandals this these people women have came forward um I thought a lot higher of him well, yeah. Which you were surprised by. No, no. I mean, he's, I always thought he was cool. I loved his music. Thought yeah. he was a cool guy. But I was not shocked when yeah. I heard that he has been sending inappropriate messages. I'm like, it's Adam Levine. <sighs> he's always had this little bit of energy that I've picked up on going, mm. 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 you know? Yeah. And even yesterday, as I was looking up his photos, it's in his pictures. Just look at it. Like, he's, he's got a little bit of that energy. And it's fine at the end of the day, but then don't marry someone. Right. But he did say in an interview that he'd never really believed in monogamy. Hence, now five women have come forward accusing him of messaging them inappropriately. He does admit he crossed the line. Uh, he also uh, apparently has told Behetti his wife of two kids, and she's pregnant with their third. This is obviously never going to happen again. They were seen out yesterday putting on a united front. Hmm. But we talked about this earlier. What if they have, uh, I don't know, an agreement? Yep. Honestly, you don't know about anybody no. really ever yeah. what the real deal is, you know. And especially in celebrity world, like yep. we know we've we've got proof that uh, there are celebrity couples who have an agreement. Their 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 marriage is like an agreement, and or they have they're allowed to do sure. things in their marriage. Sure. But the biggest thing a lot of these uh, arrangements have is no one can ever find out. Yeah, that's part of the arrangement. If, if anybody ever finds out. Mm-hmm. That this is our arrangement. Yeah. That's the real problem. See, Adam Levine needs to be more like you, Nira. Nira will text you some things and then she'll call you so that you couldn't screenshot it. Oh, dude, Brilliant. I will. Brilliant. I will not write things. No, I know. I'm like, no. Because but that's so stupid because you, oh, yeah, oh, I deleted them. Well, you can screenshot anything. I know. That's why there's yeah. certain things I refuse to write in text messages. I will only call or tell you in person. And I'll be honest, I've tried to screenshot your audio. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't not even, work. I don't know. No update. For Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. I mean, would you want to wear him? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll say yes. You might be able to. Every journey ends, but we go on. <laughs> sort of, kind of. Let me explain. Okay. Brad Pitt has a new skincare line that you can wear. Oh. And it uses the grapes from his vineyard. All right. He's launching this new skincare line that contains antioxidants made with grapes from his Chateau Miravel winery. Mm. Uh, He actually says that this whole idea was inspired by his ex, Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, goopy goop goop. Yes. In fact, he says, come to think of it, I think she's the first person who got me to wash my face twice a day. It was her who's uh, like, you need to wash your face at night before you go to bed. That's not something he was ever doing. A lot of dudes actually don't. But No, it's like one bar of soap for everything. You're like, disgusting. Um, His line is going to be Le Domain. It's called Le Domain, and it's going to be genderless. He should have called it Brad's Grapes. (laughs) I would have gone for it. Hey, what are you wearing? (laughs) Brad's Grapes. Just so you know, uh, next month marks the 60th anniversary of James Bond, the franchise. 
James Bond producers searching for that new 007, but they've made it very clear. They're having a little bit of a hard time because they have to convince this person that you would be committing to a decade to 12 years of being James Bond. Right. A decade to 12 years of being James Bond. They said they do have some prospective actors in line, but it's a big commitment. And, and yeah, I was going to say, sorry, go. You, you could risk being typecast, right? Being typecast and yeah. also the amount of work on your body, the strain, the stress. Yeah, it yeah. is a lot. Daniel Craig said it was so much work. Uh, Idris Elba has come up a few times, but they have told us, the producers of 007, that Idris Elba, he's, he's not sure if he's interested. He himself in an interview recently said that when he looks in the mirror, he's not sure if he sees 007. Yeah, I'm, I heard he's out. But, like he's like, I don't want to do it. But he'd be so good. Well, I think, how about Reggae Jean Page? Let's not poo-poo that. Let's no, no. keep that going. I, I, but I feel maybe that he's a little young still. They're right? wondering if he might be a little bit young for the franchise, but totally feeling the Duke of Hastings, for sure. I'm Nira, and that's The Biz, brought to you by Vancouver Young Actors School, now in two locations near Science World and Port Coquitlam. Act now. Visit VancouverYoungActorSchool.com. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. I'm apologizing in advance, but I think you need to know this information. Disturbing revelations of something living in your home. Disturbing revelations. Okay. The common household fly. The common household fly. Not so innocent, my friends. Scientists have now informed the world that fly vomit on your food is a very great, gigantic risk to your health. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fly vomit? Yes. Yeah, so for all this time, like, we actually, because I cannot stand flies in the house, at our house, I finally convinced my husband we got those screens so we could at least have the doors open to our backyard. Yeah, it was very hot in there till then. Right? You're like, do not open the door. <laughs> yes, no, do not. Because I can't stand flies. And I would always say to my husband, they're so dirty. And he's like, you need to calm down. It's just a house fly. I'm like, no, Gary, they're so dirty. They're so dirty. Because think about what flies do. Really think about it. They fly around and they love poop. Yep, they love feces. Okay, they love they love feces, and they come inside your home. Mm -hmm. Okay, with their little poop toes. Exactly, but that's not even the issue. (laughs) Apparently, the way flies eat, scientists have just figured this out. They kind of like they have this gas tank type situation where they fill themselves. They overfill themselves with food. Nice, same. Because because <laughs> they don't know how much they may need to fly. So they're kind of prepared. Oh. But if they get into your home and they start like going around, they're so full that they start they start vomiting around your home. Okay. I'm not joking. You think I'm lo- you're, you think I'm joking? What does it look like? Because I feel like if this is a thing, I'd be like, there it is again. Who? Okay. Which fly vomited on my couch? Whatever you want. I don't even know. It might is be, it green? It's, it's probably microscopic. Oh. Okay. So the problem is, is these, this vomit, they usually go around your food. You're laughing. You want to ignore this? Fine. No, I don't want to ignore it. <laughs> I'm actually like, picturing a fly like throwing up and to me somehow it's cute. I don't know. Okay. What I want to tell you inside <laughs> their stomach, I'm just letting you know what they, what's in their little fly, house fly gas tank, just so you're aware. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is roadkill, animal dung, rotting garbage, the sewer? Okay. That's all inside. They've got the sewer in their tummy? Yes. It's wow. all in their tummy. And then what, <laughs> what happens is uh, th- their digestive tract doesn't have the same kind of enzymes like we would. So it's all kind of sitting there. Like I said, they're overfull. They get into your house. They do little vomits. 
Yeah. They do. And what are they on their on your food? They love your food. Wow. They love your wine. Like they're all over. And they found that there's this insane bacteria inside the fly's gut that's coming into our home, onto our food, and it could really make us sick. Flies are not so innocent. They're not. Okay. I chase them around my house. I have a system. I get, I, I darken the house. I lure them to the laundry room with the natural light. Okay. Then what? I trap them into the laundry room. Oh I God. shut all the doors. Then I open the doors to my garage. Like, And then I open the garage door and then they see the light and I make them get out of the house. But wait, that means they vomited all over your laundry. You have fly vomit. <laughs> right now, as we speak, Nara, all over your clean laundry. My laundry doesn't sit around. My laundry's been put away. Wow. <laughs> with fly vomit. Okay. So now you believe me? No, I just am bugging you because this is something, uh, even this is the kind of information where you tell me and I'm like, whatever, it's gone. It's in my brain and it's gone. It doesn't matter to me. I'll see a fly later and be like, what's up? Like, I don't, I won't kill, I won't be like, <laughs> like go home on like a crazy mission to trap the flies and get rid of them. Where this will sit, like you won't sleep tonight. Do you have the fly zapper, like the den- tennis racket fly yes, zapper? Yes, I have one. Change your batteries. Okay, you better be prepared. It's gotta be yes. fully charged. Be prepared for fly vomit. You should see what happens in the house if someone lets in a fly. <laughs> like, I'm like, excuse you. Yeah, I want to see a video <laughs> of that. Get it. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin. Want to do a round of five calls says it all. 604-280-0945. That's our phone number. We need you to call us and tell us. What do you call them? When you need to blow your nose. (laughs) What do you call them? Do you call them Kleenex or do you call them tissue? 604-280-0945 because Nira Nira calls them tissues. Yeah, they're tissues. Tissues. (laughs) What else are they? I'm like, yes, tissues. Grab the tissues. They're Kleenexes. They're not Kleenexes. Well, you might need multiple. There's, there, Go get the Kleenex. No, that's the brand. Yeah, but the brand is so big now that that's what they're known as. Everyone's like, I need a Kleenex. I need a Kleenex. If it's like life brand from Shoppers Drug Mart, you're not like, no, I only want name brand. You call all Kleenexes Kleenex. No, when I buy the no name brand, whether I'm getting the life brand or the no name brand from Superstore or whatever life brand from Shoppers, I still say tissues. I need a tissue. And it just sounds a little bit more like, hmm, like appropriate, proper tissues. Well, what do you call Band-Aids? Because that's also a name brand. Are you like, guys, I'm bleeding. Get, get me an adhesive. A bandage? Yeah, bandage. A get me an adhesive bandage. <laughs> no, you call them Band-Aids. But aren't Band-Aids also, isn't it also another brand? Isn't it Johnson Band- & Johnson? Band-Aid is the brand, but it's such a big brand now that everybody just calls them Band-Aids, even if they're not Johnson & Johnson brand. They're Band-Aids or Band-Aids. Kleenex or Kleenex. But aren't, isn't Band-Aids though, isn't that also Johnson & Johnson? I don't know. Band-Aids or ba- Band-Aid is not, that's not what they're called. They're called Adhe- whatever. <laughs> They're not. Band-Aid is the brand. Band-Aid is the brand. Okay, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm just, 100% sure. Oh, just like Kleenex. Okay, Kleenex versus tissues. I don't know. Okay. I say tissues. Okay. Uh, 604-280-0945. Line one. Is it Kleenex or tissue? Tissue. Oh, my goodness. All okay. right. It's going to be okay. They are tissues. You know this, right? Yeah, but they're Kleenex. Even the Kleenex box says tissues. Soft tissues. Okay. Hi, line three. Good morning. Is it Kleenex or tissue? 
Kleenex. Thank you. That's of what my parents say too. My parents would say Kleenex. Kleenex. I grew up, I grew up with Kleenex. I don't want to. Be, it's they're not Kleenex though. But if you were like, I need tissue, I'd be like, paper. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Line five. Good morning. Is it Kleenex or tissue? <laughs> Tissue. It's oh. a tissue. Thank oh, you. Boy. Tissue. It's a tissue. It is a tissue. Okay, so wait, what are, are you keeping track? We have two for tissue, one for Kleenex. Oh, that can't be real. Okay, line six. Good morning. Is it Kleenex good or tissue? Good morning. It's a tissue. Tissue. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. See? Wow. I think I won. Three for tissue. I be- don't believe this. But that's what it is. It's tissue. But they're Kleenex. No, the brand is Kleenex. Yes. The brand. It, it's still a tissue. So if I, like yesterday, I said to you, if you ever need some tissues that are in my drawer, because yeah. you keep using paper towel on your soft, pretty little nose. Yeah. And I was like, you know, you got to pre- protect your little precious nose. Get some tissues from my drawer. I'm just confused. You you thought that was really strange. You didn't know what you're going to my drawer for. I know. I rooted around in there for a while. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. A major major fashion announcement. This is how major this announcement is, that it actually came from the Wall Street Journal. Okay, well, credible source. Okay, it's not coming from a fashion magazine or a vlog or a blog. Influencer. Yeah, this is coming from the Wall Street Journal and it's going to affect women and I think the men. The Wall Street Journal has reported that a major return to sexy is happening. Bras with the underwire are coming back. Yes! <laughs> they never left for me. I'm wearing one right now, Nira. I know. Come over, feel it. I, Come over, feel my wire. I believe you. I'm a big yes, fan. I know. Big fan. The Wall Street Journal has says, yes, bras with push-up padding and the underwire are selling better than they ever have in the years. Customers are not just looking for support, but the va-va-voom factor. <laughs> okay. I need me that va-va-voom. And the reason why this whole thing is on, like, and associated with, with the Wall Street Journal is because at the end of the day, it's all about the money. Mm-hmm. And they're seeing where the money is moving. What's going on? What's happening? And they know that this is giant because even Kim Kardashian's skim line, which is known for its wireless and seamless shapewear, mm. has now decided to release the new wired bras. The fact that Skims is releasing new wired bras showcases that, yes, this is completely true. They are also shifting to what the consumer is looking for, which is back to the wire. So I've always been a wired woman. I know. I'm into the wire, love the support, yeah. need it. When, when I'm wearing, uh, what are they called when they don't have the wire? Seamless. Yeah. Uh, it's not a seamless situation for me. I don't like it. I never feel comfortable. I'm always adjusting. Yeah. I feel like there's some like low low boob that could come out, like mm-hmm. under boob. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Nira, you love seamless. You hate wire bras. I fell in love with seamless a couple Didn't of years ago. Didn't know where the F was going. I was so excited. <laughs> I, I was like, I, Yeah. Okay. She really hates them. No, I fell in love (laughs) so much with the pandemic. My girlfriends are the ones who started wearing them. And I was like, what is, what's happening here? I love that you're all around in your bras. Amazing. (laughs) Whatever, self story. Right? I was like, what's going on? They told me about all these seamless. And then I started buying seamless. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. So much less pressure on my ribs. I just Mm. feel so much more, I don't know, in tune with myself. Interesting. And I, I, I don't know. Now when I put on a wire, 
It feels wrong. It feels so pushed into my ribs. It just feels mm. so constrictive. Don't you feel like oomphed? If mm. that's a word. You know what I'm saying? I guess. Lifted. I guess. Secure. Uh, no, I'm... But we're very different. You are, like, uh, like, d- like way bigger than me. Mm. There. Like, you have been blessed. I, I used to have really good ones. But they're still giant. They're okay. <laughs> they're, they're, they're PBBs, I call them. Post-baby boobs. They are okay. decent, yes. But mine are not. So yeah. I think maybe that's the difference, too. I'm kind of like owning my, like, you know, they're they're just, like... Yeah, they're, they're cute. The, yeah, they're cute. They are cute. Just let them be. Just let them be. <laughs> Why pretend? Why pretend to be something I'm not? Right. But once in a while, when the pretense is needed based on the outfit, then I'll do it. Right. Right? Like, so you do have wire bras in your repertoire. I will send you a photo. I have a giant drawer full of the wire. Wow. Giant. Like, I've got about 40 pairs of, like, wired bras. Okay. But I'm sticking to the five seamless. <laughs> That's cute. Holly and Mira. You're waking up with Holly and Mira. Virgin. Let's find out how good of a partner you are. Do I have to play? You have to play. Uh, I got a partner test for you, okay? Uh, how good of a partner are you? Here's the question you have to ask yourself to find out what kind of partner you are, how good of a partner you are for your partner, okay? Mm-hmm. You need to ask yourself, what kind of supporter am I? Oh, damn good supporter. Damn good. You're a damn, quote, damn good supporter. I think so. Well, let's find out. This has been named the unhealthiest kind of support you can give your partner. Oh, no. If you are a fixer, you're a bad partner. Isn't that more of a male problem? And Holly? (laughs) I was going to say, I am a fixer. I know. It's really bad for our relationship. It's, it's not good for any relationship. Oh, yeah. Including my actual real relationship, my marriage, to my husband. There you go. That's one of your big male characteristics. They say, <laughs> if you're a fixer, you're not really supporting your partner. Don't try to fix them. The best kind of support you're supposed to give your partner is emotional support. Mm-hmm. Listen, be there for them. And your favorite, validate them. Thank you. And it's I, all you want. I constantly, he's probably listening in the car right now. Gary. Yeah, I love you, but I don't want to be fixed. I want to be supported. And on just side note, it doesn't mean you don't need to be fixed. <laughs> no, you know <laughs> what I mean. Know. You know what I mean. I, uh, I, I, sometimes I just need a hug in a situation. Mm-hmm. Not, well, did you try it that way? How about this? Or did you think of da-da-da-da? Yeah. Or what? What was the other person's point of view in this? I don't know. I don't need any of that. Okay, I have a question then. As a fixer, uh huh, from someone who doesn't like to be fixed, mm-hmm. which is like very common. You just want to hug. You don't want to feel supported. You want to be heard, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, do I ever get to suggest things for you, or no? I think you can suggest if I have complained to you about the exact same thing like four times. Okay, right? Then by the fourth time, you can say, "Okay, so I'm hearing that this is a consistent problem." Okay. How do you think you can approach it so it'll alleviate stress for you? Hmm. And you know what I mean? Yeah, but then I'm still not giving you my suggestions. I literally have a list. I know. Here's what you could do. But once you ask me, how can we? Then I'll be like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm like, I have some suggestions. So you, like I said, uh, I love you dearly. But but one of the hardest things I have with you Mm -hmm. in our relationship is if when you complain about something, I listen. I listen, I give you what you need, I don't mm-hmm. try and fix the situation, mm-hmm. I give you the ear, I give you my shoulder, I give you my bosom, I give you everything. She does. She's giving it to all okay. I totally give <laughs> in your moment. Yeah. But then if 
it's ever reciprocated where I need to just vent, mm-hmm. you try and solve for me, and then I need to take a walk. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. It's what you are. It's very male. We do have a male hanging out with us right now, Scott, our producer. Yeah. Um, I feel that this is a very male characteristic to be a fixer. I think it's just in your guys' DNA, in your like gut. Is this true? Uh, I absolutely think so. Okay. Because I, I consider myself like... Uh, I know I have more feminine qualities than most guys. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how else to say that. Yeah, I don't know okay, how else to cool. say that. Right? Yeah. I try. I try. I relate more to women in a lot of things and stuff. And I know for sure that one of my worst qualities is I'm a fixer. Yeah. If Jolie comes to me and is like, "This happened," I'm like, "Great. What can I do to make it better? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna find the solution for yeah. you." Yeah. And every guy that I know in my life is like that too. Yes. But sometimes I'll tell you right now to all the fixers out there. Sometimes we just want a bosom. Right. To lay our Scott, head on. Scott, do you agree with that? <laughs> sure, yeah. Holly and Nira. Virgin. When rule following can make you look like the idiot. Not cool, man. Because you know, I'm, I'm pretty like... I like to follow rules. You love rules. I do. I got no rules, I count them. I just feel it makes... Things in life just a little bit easier sometimes. Yeah, you're a rule follower. Sometimes I like to break one or two here or there if I want to feel like, woohoo, crazy. But normally a rule follower. But what about when a rule following situation can make you, the person following the rule, look like a moron? That's what happened. It's not fair. I went to uh, Zara right here on Robson Street. Okay. Ooh, breaking the rule. Oh, no. That- <laughs> <laughs> We're allowed to go to Zara. Never okay. mind. Okay, I went there. And when you go to the line of, you know, getting to the cashier, they have two sections. <sighs> One section straight up says for the Zara lineup, returns and exchanges. Okay. The other side says purchases. Okay. There was three people standing in the returns and exchanges lineup. I'm not returning or exchanging. I was purchasing. So I went to the purchase lineup. Okay? But only the people, they had two cashiers, only the people who were in the return exchange lineup kept getting called up. Okay? And I'm just still standing there. But more and more people kept coming into the other lineup where people were moving. The purchase. The purchase. No, the, the, return, the return. The return and exchange. Okay. Everyone was returning and exchanging. No, clearly not, though, because they saw that's the only one that's moving. Ah. So I'm then standing there and I'm like, I'm going to wait and see. Then another person who was purchasing still went ahead of me before me, even though I was there before them waiting to purchase something. Then they actually had the audacity, the people, the cashiers, to tell me to go to the other lineup. But, but, but they have them labeled. Thank you. <laughs> I was so confused. And I, I, I honestly, like, sometimes I was like, I wanted to rage. I did. I wanted to be like, like, I wanted to just like this. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. I don't understand. I'm following your rules. Yeah. I'm buying something. I'm in the right lineup. But then you're telling me to move to the other lineup. Then just make one line. Don't don't be trying to put like a sign here that says purchases, a sign here for returns and exchanges. I'm clearly purchasing. Now I just got screwed over. Okay, so wait, I have a question. So the, when you were you were next to go, right? You were next to go in the purchase line, but they chose someone from the return line still over you. 
Yeah. Were they there for like way longer? Like were they trying to base it on like who's been in the line longer? Which is even fine. Well, then I, like I said, then I let that go. So I was like, okay, now the three people have gone. Technically, I guess me and that third person kind of entered at the same time. Okay. We both looked at each other and was like, oh, I guess I go this way. And she's like, yeah, I guess I go that way. Right. And then I waited. But then the people even after the third person got in before me. And then the, the cashier told me to move to the other line. Huh. But I'm like, but that's returns and exchanges I'm right. purchasing. She's like, can you just move to the other line? I'm like, oh, just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so the girl that snuck out of your line that you, she should have been in and went to the return line, did she get to check out before you? Yes, because she went to the other line, whereas I'm following the rule. I follow the rule, I got screwed over, and I was confused, but they made me look like the idiot. So were you trying to, like, take a stand? <laughs> You're like, no, it says purchases, and I'm purchasing, and I'm going to follow through. Yes, and I was standing there forever, and five hours later. And where did they later. get you? <laughs> Nothing. You got it. Come on, man. <laughs> Holly and Nira.